Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right, we covered some SEC dark horses in our episode yesterday, so be sure to check that out. Today we're covering the second favorites in the SEC East and West. Ryan, what's the question for today? Question is, Florida or Texas A&M, who is more likely to win their division? All right, let's get started with uh, with Florida. Trey, what do you think about the offense? Well, I mean, <laughs> you can't talk about the offense without talking about last year. It was one of the best offenses in the nation, but unfortunately, they have a lot of major production, including Kyle Trask, uh, to replace. And Trask, I mean, he had a Joe Burrow-like season. And so you have to think the offense will regress, but it's still going to be a productive offense. They're going to rely on Emory Jones, who finally gets his turn to lead the offense. Uh, he certainly needs to polish up his, his passing skills, but his legs are an element that the Gator offense didn't have uh, a year ago, and his scrambling is going to be important because the offensive line does have some some question marks. I, I'm confident that Dan Mullen will maximize his skills, uh, since he usually does, and with the offense in general. Uh, and then when you look at the the supporting cast, you're not going to be able to simply just replace a guy like Kyle Pitts, but there's... There's some guys that can then hopefully step up. You got a guy like Jacob Copeland. He's a speedster with some experience. He'll probably be the main weapon. Xavier Henderson will get more targets. And last year, overall, they didn't prioritize the run game whatsoever, mainly because they had so many advantages in the passing game. So we'll see if the, the running game steps up this year. Yeah, and the running game needs to step up this year. It will. They've got, you know, good amount of experience coming back up front. Uh, a fully healthy Ethan White should help. But uh, but Emory Jones is the key there. Obviously, he is a unbelievable threat on the ground. So and and a, a good group of running backs. They also add Demarcus Bowman from Clemson. So he was a huge recruit. We'll see if uh, he can break out for Florida this year. Um, but just yeah, there's just so much loss. This passing game is just a huge question mark right now. We don't know if Emory Jones is a good passer. He might be, but we kind of don't know that right now. Um, and not just losing pits, Kadarius Tony, Trayvon Grimes, like they're the receiving core is a major question mark. Emory Jones's arm, you know, I, I like you, I'm confident in Dan Mullen, so I'm kind of just penciling them in as a as a really good offense, but it's not a sure thing. No. No, and, I'm and with if, you. If Emory Jones isn't the passer that we expect or want him to be, they could go to Anthony Richardson. Like it's that yeah. I wouldn't be surprised later in the season if that happens. I also wouldn't be surprised if Emory Jones is a long-shot Heisman contender, so I'm kind of yeah. all over the place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're kind of trusting Dan Mullen at this point with that offense. So, yeah. Um, but let's move over to the defensive side, side that needs to uh, improve a lot uh, from what they did last year under defensive coordinator Todd Grantham. Not good. 96th in pass efficiency defense, 92nd in yards per play. But I think this offense, or, excuse me, I think this defense is going to bounce back in a pretty big way. I really like what they have up front. Uh, they brought in a couple of highly talented transfers, Daquan Newkirk from Auburn um, and Antonio Shelton from Penn State. Other good players that are going to be uh, along that front for them. Um, but maybe the best of the bunch on that D-line could be uh, Gervin Dexter. He's a huge guy, 6'6", 310, D-tackle, former five-star who should be uh, going into a second year. I think he could be uh, maybe one of their breakout players this year. Now on the edges, you got Zachary Carter, who had five sacks last year. You also have Brenton Cox, Brendan Cox, the, the former Georgia transfer. So you got some decent pass rushers. They should get a little bit better this year. I like their linebackers uh, pretty good. 
Diabate and Miller. So, and then Kair Elam is one good corner, but outside of him, that's where we started to get a little shaky territory. So, uh, you know, they brought in a, a five-star true freshman, Jason Marshall. He's apparently looked pretty darn good. So maybe he can kind of step up and take uh, ownership of that other corner spot. But the secondary needs some help. Uh, they need a little more production from the, that front seven to get after the quarterback to kind of bail him out a little bit. But, you know, you got Elam and hopefully somebody else, a player or two steps up. But it's going to be a much better defense than it was last year. Yeah, and you and you talk about that secondary. They also have a junior, Jaden Hill, who apparently looked really good in the offseason as well, and they definitely need him to to step up. But overall, Todd Grantham's defense, it really held the Gators back last year. Gave up almost 31 points a game, which was the most in over 50 years for, for Florida. But like you, Ryan, I think it can only improve, and mainly because of the production that's coming back. Uh, they have a lot of their leading tacklers come back. I really love those the transfers that they got in the line. So I think we will see a, a pretty significant improvement on the defensive side. All right. How about uh, Florida's schedule? All righty, then, the schedule here. So in the non-conference, they host Florida Atlantic, Sanford, and Florida State. And then they travel to South Florida. So those are their four very relatively easy non-conference. When Florida State's down, of course, so it's a it's a, it's an easy non conference there for for Florida and they should quote unquote go four and zero, but within the conference you know they get they get LSU of course um, you know and, and it's at LSU this year which is you know tough place to play um, and Bama comes to to Gainesville so that's a that's another tough draw uh, for them from the West but and of course they have Georgia every year in Jacksonville but in the conference it's not an easy slate. Yeah, that's the with as far as winning the division, which is of course our, our yeah. question for this episode. When Georgia plays Auburn and Arkansas from the West, and Florida's playing Bama and LSU, that's a pretty big difference there. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on to A and M, our other option here, and they're of course in the SEC West. Kellen Mond is gone, and and he was good, but it's not like he put up monster numbers. So if the next guy up steps up, then you might not see a drop off there. So the quarterback battle is down to Haynes King, uh, a second year player, very highly recruited. Um, and Zach Calzada, who has been there. This will be his third year. So King seems to be the favorite, but that's still up in the air. King's a, a bit more mobile. Uh, but either way, I love the skill talent around the quarterback. If you didn't check out our top 10 offensive weapons in the sec, a few of these guys came up. You've got Jalen wider, Widermeyer at tight end, one of the best in the country. Uh, they also add back, well, the running back core is, I think, the best in the country. I think they have the it's best group good. of running backs led by Isaiah Spiller. And they add back Caleb Chapman at receiver who got injured last year, was just just kind of had a big game. I think it was against Florida that went over Florida and got hurt. And he may be, because this, what this A&M offense needs is to stretch the field. Like They need to go deep. That's, explosiveness has been an issue for Fisher since he's been at A&M. Maybe Chapman is the key to that. Um, he could, he's, he's got the speed. He's got the size. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, offensive line is – it could be good. You know, you got Kenyon Green at left tackle who is all-American type. Yep. Maybe he's shifting out from guard, but all the other four starters are gone. So there's, there's a lot of talent there to replace him, but uh, something to watch out for. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, didn't even mention some other guys like Devin A. Chain, who's was the Orange Bowl MVP. I mean, I know you talk about the running back room being great, but you know Chase Lane is going to is insane. Yeah, exactly. Chase Lane is uh, only going to get better in his second year uh, playing as a receiver there. So weapons are great, and the O line. I mean, I know Kenyon Green is the only guy coming back, but they got another Matthews coming up the up the chain there at center. I think he's going to be just fine there. Uh, Jameer Johnson is transferred from Tennessee. Um, should maybe be all right there at tackle. Um, okay, and then the the other guard that I really like, Oki Ogunbi. I think that's how you say it. Aki Ogunbi. Um, he's he was a great recruit. He's going into a second year here. The kid, he's got a lot of potential. So I think there may be a little growing pains here early with this offensive line. But I think kind of as the season goes on, uh, I think they'll be actually playing pretty well because. Uh, Jimbo Fisher is actually pretty high on him. Uh, you know, I know it might be just coach speak, but he's pretty high. So, um, and he's generally pretty forthcoming uh, in his comments. So, I'm, you know, I think this offense is going to be pretty darn good. Yeah, we've talked about Anaya Smith a bunch in previous episodes, yes. but yeah. we didn't even bring him up. A kind yes. of receiver slash also helps out in the running game. Uh, and another name, we're bringing up a lot of names here, but Baylor Cup, if he's healthy, yes. he, of course got injured the last couple of years before the season disappointingly because he was a five-star tight end recruit if you could pair him with Weidermeyer that would be amazing it would now when you talk about A&M's defense that wrecking crew defense the D, D coordinator Mike Elko he has another strong defense this year they were number one in the SEC last year giving up only 317 yards 22 points per game and one of their strengths was forcing tackles for loss should I think it'll continue this year, especially with a deep group of ends. Uh, you got DeMarvin Leal. He was a force with eight pressures, three deflected passes, forced a fumble. You got Michael Clemens. He had four sacks in five games, and then he got injured. So with him back, uh, you got the secondary completely intact. Miles and Jalen Jones both had st- stellar years back there. Really, I mean, the biggest question mark to me is that linebacker because they do have to replace the leading tackler from a season ago, Buddy Johnson. But I think Aaron Hansford is really going to blossom even more this year. He converted from tight end. He was productive in his first year as a linebacker last year. Lots to like on this A&M defense. Yeah, defense, I I don't have too many question marks. It's going to be really good. It's going to be one of the best in the country. And I have faith in Mike Elko and some of the super seniors that decide to come back. So uh, not a lot of concerns there. But what about uh, the schedule? How does that set, set up for him, Trey? So first of all, the non-conference is very soft. The toughest game they've got is Colorado. So it really shouldn't bang them up too much. They, uh, they drew Missouri. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, they, they drew Missouri. <laughs> an argument, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They, they do draw Missouri and South Carolina from the east, which is great because considering they avoid Florida and Georgia, of course. But they still have to, to slay that Alabama dragon in the west. But the, the good thing for them is they get them in college, college Station. And looking at their schedule, they could or should be 5-0 and going to that game. So it could be a great atmosphere in Kyle Field. All right. Let's answer the question. Uh, Florida versus Texas A&M. Who is more likely to win their division I think A&M is, is the better team than Florida. Like I just think they have fewer question marks on the roster. But I think Florida is more likely to win their division, to answer this question. Um, so they both obviously have juggernauts to deal with, Georgia and Alabama. But A&M also has to deal with LSU, who 
I'm somewhat low on this year, but I acknowledge they have a high variance. So they certainly have division-winning upside. Um, they have Auburn, who has a lot of talent. Ole Miss, uh, very high on this year. They've got huge upside if the defense can t- take a step forward. I don't see Florida having to deal with as many teams. Because after Georgia, as far as division-winning upside, I mean, Kentucky and Missouri should both be pretty good. But I, I-, I think there's a little bit more of a ceiling on those teams. So, uh, yeah, Florida's my choice. Yeah, that's it's a really tough call because I agree as saying – Texas A&M, I think, is the better team, but Florida has the easier road to do it. Uh, but in the end, I'm going Texas A&M. Um, okay. I am just going to take the better team. Um, and one of the main reasons is because they get Alabama in College Station. I think that could be a game where it decides who who goes. Um, Florida, just not super confident. I think the gap between Georgia and Florida is actually larger than between Bama and Texas A&M this year. Um, so between those two things, it's really close. You could go either way here. But I just trust Texas A&M a little bit more right now than Florida, even though I do like Florida this year. My logic is is very, very similar to Michael. I, I think the Aggies are better, but uh, but given that they're in that tougher West Division, you didn't even mention like a team like Arkansas is very good. I just see a slightly easier path for, for the Gators, um, even though they don't have the easiest slate. Because one thing is Georgia, if that offense doesn't live up to the expectations and take that next step – it's up for the taking. Like Florida could pick them off and and steal that division, and uh, so that's that's why I leaned with Florida. All right, uh, thanks for checking out this episode of the College Football Bros. Be sure to subscribe if you like college football. We cover the sport all year round, and we're of course in the middle of our fifty plus questions to preview this upcoming season. So appreciate you checking out the show. Uh, And we'll be back tomorrow ranking the 10 best SEC games of 2021. We'll talk to you then. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, Follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.